The Third Men Podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun celebration of Jack White and is in no way directly affiliated with Third Man Records or the man himself. For the definitive history of Jack White and his music, please consult your local Jack White. And for everyone else looking for a home, you found one here, in a place so seedy. Enjoy! Lady is the house that Hendrix built. Through a discreet doorway in Greenwich Village, you slip into what seems like a psychedelic spaceship, a musician's Shangri-La. Electric Lady was the first recording studio designed and built for an artist. It's alive. Oh, <laughs> it's it's alive. Eagle, eagle. Yeah. yeah. It's it's alive. It's alive. I can see that. Yeah. This person I have I have created. I've created life. Uh huh. You don't you don't you don't find this? No, it's very it's interesting. Like... Tell me more about the life you created outside of your body. You didn't do it with your own biology. It's very no. interesting to me. No, I mean, I had the opportunity one point to do that, but she declined. Anyway, I took, I created life. I made it alive. Wait, hold on. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, he's still talking. Yep. I, I did tell you not to bring the phone no, in. No, he's still talking. I did. Yeah, right tell- now. At, like, right now. Okay, love you. Bye-bye. Okay. I'm sorry. What was that about life? Firstly, I told you no, no, no phone calls at work. I hired you... For a reason, I told you no. We know why I'm here. Don't. Yeah, I know. Don't, anyway, don't. The, the the life, the life is what we're, we should be focused on right now. The, the lightning created the life. Uh, it's it's alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lady, and she's right there. All right, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, we're getting to the point of the bit. I think. Yeah. It sounds like I'm an electric lady thing. He's taking a real walk around the block for it. We're getting there though. Okay. I think yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Based on that. Okay. No. 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 Leave it in the microwave for another three minutes. <sighs> no. You're gonna get this. You're gonna let the stink out. You gotta. You gotta put the lid on it. Tell her you're gonna leave the stink in and hang up that okay. phone. Yeah. No. He's getting mad now. I can. See. Yeah. He's getting mad. All right. All right. Love you, but boy. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Is that gum you're chewing, or is that human flesh? I've been staring at my nails for a while now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Anyway, there's a there's a lady here. She was created by electricity, and uh, you know she's alive. It's a live electric lady. I'm okay. I'm gonna stop you right there. Great. Please do. Please stop me right here, right now. Stop all of this. I quit. Anyway, there's a live electric lady. You'll make something out of that, I'm sure. <laughs> Some money, at least. Frankenstein's monster. With Fran Drescher. Yeah. And an electric lady pun. That's that's the three. Look, the table will fall over with only two. You need three. You need the three legs to stand. You need three staples. Welcome to the Third Men Podcast. I'm your co-host, James Kaminsky. And I'm your co-host, Paul Kaminsky. And we always follow the big ones. With little little ones. (laughs) With a lot of little ones. Uh, Welcome back if you just... You became a listener from our Brendan Benson episode. We know a lot of you listened to that one, including you, Brendan. I know you're. I know you're a big fan now. Yeah, no, he's got a he's got a little pennant with our with our logo <laughs> on it. He's. Just... <laughs> we are a Jack White history podcast, and we 
go over all aspects of the Third Man Records world and the worlds of the White Stripes and the Raconteurs and the Dead Weather and mm-hmm. Jack White Solo, all kinds of stuff. And this past year, James, has been a big year for one of those things I just mentioned, the Raconteurs. Yes, finally got back together in 2019, the last year of our Lord, because now we're in the year of Satan. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, they, they really, they went on tour, did an amazing tour, felt like no time had passed between Consolers and, and then it was, it was so good. Luckily, me and you got to see him a bunch of times, put out a new album. Ah, oh, man, it was great. Yeah, they became Billboard top 200 number one recording artists in that time. Mm-hmm. Major world tour. And they put out a new record. And, you know, we thought we were never going to hear from them again. And then suddenly they emerge in the night and become a thing again. And we were really happy to see them back because we love that band. And we love Brendan and we love Little Jack and we love Patrick Keeler. Of course, we love Jack and to a lesser extent, Dean Fertitta. And the glut of new content has been a lot to absorb, but we've been, uh, but absorbing it, we have, including a vault package that came out capturing their performance in Tulsa, which included a Blu-ray of Jack and Brendan's acoustic set last year in Detroit. That was really awesome. We got the vault with the Help Us Stranger special edition, which had the pull-off butcher cover, which was awesome. You know, we got all this stuff, but I forgot the hits keep. The hits keep coming, James, because this past couple weeks at the time of this recording, at what some might call an extremely inopportune time in human history, the Raconteurs <laughs> dropped a documentary and EP about their performance and recording of a, a new song. Well, I guess you call it a B-side. It's a cover. Not really a B-side. It's a cover. At Electric Lady Studios in New York City. And... We talked about it, you know, we said, we got to cover this in some way. So we decided to do something unorthodox. Mm -hmm. There's no orthodoxy about this, what we're going to do here. No, zero, none. Is Ortho the name of the fat man in the Beetlejuice? I think Ortho is from the He-Man and is the wizard creature. Is it Otho from Beetlejuice? I feel like there's an O and a Tho. Whether or not How there's an R in there. How long do we want to spend on this? Because <laughs> I'm willing to spend I, all night. I'm, <laughs> I'll be here if you need me. I'm going to look it up. Yes, it is Otho, played by the immortal Glenn Shaddix. Orko was the creature from He-Man. So <laughs> We were both a little we were right. both a little wrong. Anyway, Brendan, if you're still there... Uh, <laughs> We decided to do a commentary-style episode. Whether or not you get to hear all of it is yet to be determined, uh, but if you're a patron, you'll get, you'll get the whole thing regardless, so there's that. We're going to see if it's any good. <laughs> right. This is, look, we, the time is a flat circle, and yet we haven't done this yet. So who knows if this is going to be any good? We're going to do like a riff tracks, unless that's copywritten, in, in which case we're not going to do that at all. We're just going to talk over... <laughs> For anyone interested in listening to this wonderful music, we're going to talk over it. <laughs> we're going to just shout, actually, let me roll it at the screen. <laughs> we're going to we're kind of kind of go beat for beat and do a, a reaction cast. I don't think this has ever been done, James. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. No one's I think ever done this. We're we're blazing trails here on the Third Men podcast. We're going to play the thing in its entirety, and we're going to talk over it and provide commentary. Let's hope. We don't know if we, I might just be silent. James though. said he had coffee. He claimed he was going to have coffee. All I see is beer there. I've got a little Diet A&W, so the night could go any which way. This is going <laughs> to get a little loose, folks. This is going to be a loose episode. So, again, uh, yeah, but, everyone tuning in after Brendan. This is, sorry. look, this is the huge here. You know, we, we kind of kick it. You know what I mean? And, we kick and by it. the huge, this is highly abnormal and we've never done it before. But before we get to all that, Paul. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little kinky. Hey, we got a kinky corner. <laughs> hey, cool, I missed these. This is good. I missed these. All right, I'm excited for the kinky corner. I'm a seeker, too. I can't help thinking somewhere in the universe there has to be something better than that. 
gotta be an answer. You may not like what you find. Just getting the kinks out. All right, all right, come on, kids. Paul, do you want to explain to our new listeners and Brendan <laughs> what the kinky corner is? <laughs> we thought it'd be really funny if we did a whole segment sometimes that is devoted to our interest in wanting to be interested in the kinks. <laughs> The band, yeah, the kinks. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty much it. We started this thing, and I, I found some fun kinky facts, Paul. Uh, <sighs> and it's it's all got to do with the raconteurs in a way. Uh-huh. It was rumored for quite a while that Jack White was going to be contributing music to a kinks documentary Ooh. called Schoolboys in Disgrace, a 1975 concept album adapted to film that would be directed by Police Academy actor Bobcat Goldthwaite. Wow. Yeah, that that was a thing. Ray Davies was quoted as saying, he's written a great script, <laughs> we've got the money to do it, but he's got another movie to do, and then he's thinking about doing Schoolboys later this year or early next year, said Davies. He added, wow. Bobcat's got a really good vision of what he wants, once the script's approved, I never interfere with the director and what they want. Wait, so it's not a documentary? It's a... It's a film adaptation of the Kinks' 1976 album. Wow. Schoolboys in Disgrace. There huh. were rumors that Jack White was going to be involved and doing music for it. Now, these rumors were stoked and confirmed by Ray Davies himself. He said that Jack White was, in fact, doing the project, according to... An interview with BBC, he, Davies did say that, I uh, did confirm that the White Stripe singer Jack White is in talks to record music for a film adaptation of the 1975 concept album Schoolboys in Disgrace. He said he's a great technical player and would bring some great anarchy to it, which is keeping in with the script. So that's that's cool. Yeah. And when was this? This was 2011. So pre-solo. Okay. Okay. Days later, two days later, Jack White... Gets uh, gets on gets on the phone with somebody. Gets on the black gadget with somebody and <laughs> says, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> According to here's a here's a record uh, thing from the Guardian, Jack White has denied reports that he will oversee the soundtrack for Schoolboys in Disgrace, despite rumors of White's involvement. Stoked by Ray Davies himself, the former White Stripe has no plans to participate in the movie. A spokesman says. The, the the release that they that third man put out about it put it, the speculation to rest by saying rumors of Jack White's participation in the film version of the Kinks Schoolboys in Disgrace are untrue. Jack White has great respect for the Kinks and the film's director Bobcat Goldthwait. Thank you very much, Phil. Thank you. Thank you but has no plans to record any music for the film, as erroneously reported. So that's interesting, huh? That I mean, it's interesting on a number of levels. First. Unlike a what the f- hell kind of level. By the way, Goldthwait described the movie as the genesis story of a supervillain set to music, a realistic high school musical for all the kids who hate sugary, sweet, unrealistic high school musicals. A zing. He followed. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank-, Thank you very much. Um, it's a very talented director. Leads me to my second in- point of interest about this. <laughs> He has some affinity for music-related directorial stuff. I don't know if I told you this, James. I think I may have. I'm repeating myself. I apologize. The last time, the third and final time I saw the St. Vincent Mass Seduction Tour, Bobcat Goldthwait was there filming it and came out at the start to intro and tell the audience not to look at the cameras. But he said it like said, I am not doing music for Bobcat (laughs) Goldthwait. No, but no, he... Yeah, he said it in Bobcat Goldthwait voice, but he and then he came out and reminded us, I think, before the encore. Annie, I guess, is a big fan of his because she, she and I may be wrong. She's like, you may remember him from the 1990s. I'm pretty sure she introduced him that way, which is very, very funny <laughs> to me. So anyway, I'm doing this this now here this episode with about that album. And we talked about Bobcat Goldthwait and. So I got to watching Bobcat Goldthwait comedy from the mid-80s. So when he was first starting out, he's really funny. Oh, yeah. He's very The whole bit is just him saying thank you very much in a more, like, it degrades in quality every time he (laughs) says it until he's just moaning and spitting. (laughs) And it goes on a really long time. 
and really worth a watch. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you very much. It feels real good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It feels real good to be here tonight. It's really, really fun. So anyway, that's my contribution to this kinky corner. I'm certain Bobcat Goldthwaite is quite kinky man. I'm sure he is. And Paul, I got a quick little, I got a quick little kinky thing here. Uh, you know how we've been a side kink, a side kink, a a sub kink, if you will. Um, we've been also, you know, trying to get more introduced to the, the kinks discography. And so, uh, I found, I found a song, uh, and I found a song that is strangely reminiscent of a song we may have heard. Oh, Paul, I'm going to actually plug this in since we're using this weird software. I'm just going to yeah. plug this in and just tell me what you think this sounds like. Uh, the song is The Kinks Living on a Thin Line, and uh, I'm going to play it here. It, it's it is the main riff of the song, isn't that wild? Wow! <laughs> wow! That I'm stunned. Wild? I'm absolutely stunned. I can't believe that. That's amazing. So it's this. Uh, uh, it is the solo from Old Enough, in which you just hear the. We know Little Jack is a big Kinks fan. Yeah. I'm wondering if it just crept into there. Is it a Wild. George Harrison thing where it was just like subconscious? Like what what is the story there? That's I, I looked it up. I can't find anybody else making the connection, but it, it blew me away. Um, Amazing. Was, well they they're sponges, you know, and the, and especially from that era of music. In fact, that's why I asked Brendan Benson in our interview. That's why one of those questions was what's your favorite Elvis Costello song? Because there's a couple songs of his that sound an awful lot like Elvis Costello songs. And I know that he liked Elvis Costello, but I kind of figured based on that, that he did. And lo and behold, he did. He gave us his Elvis Costello songs. So I <laughs> set myself seem- a little, a little, uh, picnic basket style sandwich, uh, trap for Brendan Benson. And it was sprung. <laughs> You uh, you definitely took him off guard because he was like, ah, shit, I got to name a song. Hold on. Let me I, think he, I think his exact words were, F- you guys. <laughs> That's very good. Anyway, Paul, let's let's uh, leave on living on a thin line, but uh, th- let's get out of this kinky corner. Let's get out. It's a man So we're not going to have a third person this week. We're, the third person is going to be this documentary film. Yeah. So we've made a digital friend. Yeah. Let's give it, let's, let's give it a whirl. I'm excited let's, to see if this even works. And I'm sorry to the listening public who has to learn along with us. But James, I'm confident you'll make something out of this in the end. Yeah, we'll try. And I love this new program we found. We should this, just use this. 
Yeah, I put a. I've, I could put a custom background for for those not in the know. We're we're talking. Me and Paul are talking via WatchTogether.com. We're going to be uh, simulcasting a YouTube video, but it also is just a really good video conference thing. So that's fun. Yeah. Well, it, so if if you'd like to watch along with us at home, we'll do a countdown before we play the thing so James, oh, I, thought you, I thought you were gonna say you'll have to go back in time uh, and join this join this room <laughs> so before you hit the play button so this is the raconteurs live at electric lady from from last year and they're gonna be rehearsing a song and then we're gonna see them record this thing and then we're gonna see a show so we're gonna press play and i guess we'll count down from three and then you can press play with us, and we're just going to riff over it. We're going to do a riff, riff a track. So right. three, two, one. All right, so it's ready. Yeah. Well, you are you pressing? It. You want me to? Uh, press? You say. You do it. You're up. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay. They're wheeling some. <laughs> are you just going to say what's happening on the screen? Yeah, sure. Why not? So what I love about this is we see the roadies, the raconteurs, help us stranger roadies. I'd like to the talk fella- to some of those roadies. Can we yeah, get the f- some of them on the show? Oh, I don't see why not. I think Vance Powell was one of them, wasn't he? Well, sh- oh, there's Jim. Yeah, so Jim Jarmusch directed this. I'd recognize that hair anywhere. It's a very tall man with a very tall hair. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> And so just to go back to the roadies for a minute, they have these hats on, which I love. And I would kind of, I wish it's a missed opportunity for Jack not to sell the roadie gear slash outfits on the third band store is all I'm saying. I mean, he started selling the ties, didn't he? From the uh, like previous tours. Like, I don't know. I thought he, not, maybe it wasn't the roadies. (laughs) There was Brendan (laughs) smoking a bowl. This is Brandon smoking a bowl. I'm an artist, I guess. A filmmaker, writer, a musician, and an art and music lover. Today, man, I'm going to guide you through a wonderful... Did he call me man? Was that Wanda? No, that was Jimi Hendrix. On the oh, okay. Hendrix <laughs> well, they have the same air, it's fine. And it's we just, on we literally just talked over the explanation for what it is, but... It, Jimi Hendrix built the studio before he died and uh, never really got to use it much. And so there's a lot of stuff that's been recorded there. In fact, I was just on a different podcast talking with somebody about recording at Electric Lady. They had they had done they had been there and witnessed some recordings and things, which is really cool. I didn't even know it was there, Electric Lady, although I feel like we've seen it in bootlegs and things over the years. Probably. I do love that Brendan looks like he got out of bed seven years ago. <laughs> I I love uh, Patrick Euler's pink uh, windbreaker or whatever. Yeah, Patrick's crushing it with the style in this. What do you want to do? Are you going to sing right there? I think you should sing this song. The whole thing? Yeah. The, are you going to do the intro then? Um, you want me to do that too? Maybe I'll just join in on some stuff, right? Okay. <laughs> you can, I love Jack's growing frustration with the... <laughs> Well, you know, and the chorus is, I belong to the... <laughs> okay, I, need, uh, I just, I think you just sound better. Like, Danny, can I get a pencil? <laughs> Cuts to Keeler, just like, uh, guys, can we record the song, please? I've been a long time. And then, and then, don't say that. We get Dean for teeth. <laughs> yeah, well. And then we get Dean for Tita, and then he's, he's not even mentioned. No call out for Dean. Oh, that's an Electric Lady Windbreaker. When the Rock on oh, okay. first album, Broken Boy Soldiers. So I didn't know Jim Jarmusch directed the Broken Boy Soldiers music video. I feel like we should have. I feel like we definitely should have. And once again, in that Broken Boy Soldiers music video, Patrick's jacket game is just on point. Yeah, it's true. Back then, Jack's spirit brought oh, man, that hat. Music the Brendan with the top hat. Beautiful Gibson acoustic guitar from hey, James, remember when people who played music we liked wore top hats? Yes, there it is. <laughs> Jack had one. 
2010, right? <laughs> that, that music oh. video of the 1905 Jack one. Yeah, yeah so, so Jack, I guess, gave Jim Jarmusch a duplicate version of that electric guitar, the old one that he loves, the World War One guitar. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. I like that they're good friends. The but I thought, oh, let me take an incorrect idea and feed off of that. So I was just saying, why well, don't I say other generations, like the Generation X and the Me Generation and stuff, throw that in there at the end. He talks about the Me Generation a lot. I'm not sure I know what that is. Are we... Are we the you generation? Which which generation are we? <laughs> well, I'm a millennial. I'm an elder millennial. Mm. You're you're just like a regular old millennial. <laughs> I'm a willennial. We were lucky enough to be joined at the studio by Richard Gotter, the original producer of Blank Generation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the generation I belong to. Richard told us that just the other. How you feel about the mutton chops? I I, I gotta tell you, I, I I'm okay with the mutton chops. It's an interesting like the look. Chops. They're good. The, he needs something to signify the era that he's in, and uh, like a like a Picasso blue period. This is the mutton period, Paul. He's eating nothing but mutton. Nothing but mutton. That's good. Oh, I just a hammer on. Patrick Keeler is fly. Like, look at him. He's got those glasses with the tint and the. He's coat. always like that. He's, uh. Is that the. Oh, man, I get my guitars confused. That's not the Claudette. That's. No, that's his Raconteur's, like, electric acoustic okay. hybrid guitar. I gotta oh, tell that, you, like. Is that what that one is? Yeah. I'm so bad at gear. I'm so bad at, like, recognizing gear. His gear on this current tour was so awesome. Like, about how down to the pedal board and all that stuff. Just same time, really cool. Like, the more he has diverged from I'm going to use purposefully guitars, I just love it. It's just you have a kind of awesome. Effortless way of allowing I kind of miss the purposely guitars. Really? I don't miss yeah. that stuff at all. I miss the raw sound of it all. More unique from the stripes perspective and the raconteurs yeah. didn't really fit you know, in too well but doing, what the greenhorns were doing what he were doing this band is kind of a combination of those three things we've talked about this a little i really don't miss i don't know i don't miss the the gimmicks i, I don't miss them i, I i'm kind of just like happy to see him go hog wild although with that does come the caveat like well what's working and what isn't working and so like boarding house speech i think like just holistically that band wasn't quite working for me as much as the honed lazaretto band but seeing them all out there the in doing the little small acoustic shows you know watching that recently it, it did make me long for that but more for like the sound and their stretch to arrange the music with that kind of simpler acoustic thing you know yeah i was i don't know the the raconteur's latest tour the help me stranger tour really reminded me of the the gimmicks because there was the green and the the hands and crosswalk stuff kind of missed it and that turned into the raconteur that turned into i like the gimmicks too sort of like oh wow i didn't even think of that when we Patrick just quietly cool about everything. Also, Dean quietly cool about everything and not being talked about. Yeah, <laughs> just Dean the Wallflower. I do love that we're getting these kinds of songs. It, since we're not getting B-sides, we're almost getting these. Like, Jack did that with that cover. Right. Who was it? On the, on the Boarding House Reach tour, he did... Um, oh, I, oh, Pablo Picasso. Pablo Picasso, yeah. So they're all like Spotify exclusives and Amazon exclusives and the raconteurs did I'm your puppet. And so we are kind of still getting the B-sides. But What's weird is they're live B-sides. Right. Which is fine. I'm okay with it. I, I'm okay with I mean, Yeah, I'm okay with that too. And Because like these are in the studio, so was I'm your puppet. I mean, it was just done for a stunt for one of the big music mammoths right now, I guess. Isn't this done for Spotify too, though? Yes, well, the EP was Spotify exclusive, and so I couldn't find or download the files. I was pretty pissed about that. Love it. 
That was great. Thank you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I think it helps me with people in the room. Have you ever tried the experiment? I've tried where you have like uh, eight guys in a room and you bring one pretty girl in the room. <laughs> you could change the vibe so fast, you know? I always say, like, bring your mom and put your mom in the control room. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> He loves those experiments. He loves those social experiments. <laughs> you saw Tam took exception with uh, Ryan uh, Brady calling Jack uh, control freaky. I did. I don't know if there's a way you can deny it. I think there's just a different ways to look at it. You know, Jack clearly likes some element of control. That's what the gimmicks are about. You know, he right. likes. He like it's a mix image. of chaos and control. Chaos and creation in the backyard. Right. Well, but he sets up the situations and then lets it go free. So there's a freedom, but there's also artificial yeah. constriction, well, I which is I thought your response control. was really good, like spinning a top. You know, you right. you set it up, you spin it, and then it's it does its own thing. Right, and that's the interesting thing, not you spinning yes. it. The interesting thing is that where it went. Right. Yeah. Which is a nuance that I could see. Some people that maybe Jack is not their first choice. I could see maybe the him rubbing some people the wrong way in that in that respect I, I don't know I feel like we, we've known his music and approach for so long that we can kind of like navigate it maybe a little bit more clearly I mean he, he comes at it to a, from a real like artist's perspective because a lot of artists do that where they they set up everything they get every process done and then you know the piece moves itself essentially you draw what you want to draw or paint what you want to paint and it kind of creates itself in a way but you, you set up the atmosphere or the conditions that make it that so that way sure like I guess artists just by nature are playing with control in that way you know it's because if art is presentation and what is presentation yeah. if not controlling how the person sees it even if that even if the purpose of that presentation is purposefully anarchic you're, you're making it a good example of that is like uh, Bill Sinkowitz yeah. He's a very Jack White kind of in- individual. Yes. Have you seen so his butt challenge? Because it's the best. <laughs> no. No. He, no. He posted a picture of him posing as a model for uh, uh, Black Widow, but he's like totally nude. And uh, you just you just see everything. Um, and every artist everywhere is is like drawing this as reference. Uh, so it's, it's pretty cool. It's going to be that kind of thing at the end. I love these little jams at the opening. You know, I often wonder, do these jams that the different bands do when they come on the stage, do they ever lead to songs? Because sometimes you can hear chords in there. And I, I've heard, you know, on the Lazaretto tour, Jack's band almost gets to playing songs. In fact, gets right up to like, you may as well even hear lyrics. Like sometimes Jack shouts, yeah. the racks do it. I wonder if they ever produce songs. Like it. A lot of times it leads to 60 feet tall with the dead weather is like in my head. <laughs> uh, born but, uh, and ra- born and would raised. that be a din? Is that what that is that what this is technically? Just like an orchestral din? I don't know if I know what a din is, James. Uh, well, it's typically after breakfast and lunch. Oh, was that a walk around for that? <laughs> no, it Did wasn't. Did you walk a around is for a, that? A din is a real term. <laughs> Uh, lie to me. Tell me you walked around for that. That would. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bill. Are we still in the kinky corner right now? <laughs> yeah, this is all the kinky corner. Um, Bored and raised is so good live. This song is awesome. So it really good. is. So this is an awful lot like the club I saw him here, the Catch One in L.A., this kind of setting. Very small, probably looks like the same size uh, venue. Uh, A din is a loud, unpleasant, and prolonged noise, and it typically Ah. does uh, pre, like, go right before an orchestra. It's like them tuning up. Oh, okay. I'm like stopping myself from singing. Uh, th- this song is, like you said, amazing live. I, 
I'm so glad. I'm so glad these guys are back together. Yeah. It's a good album. It's a good touring album. That Brendan, um, I don't know what you'd call that. It's not really a chorus. This song, this song doesn't really have a chorus, right? It's just, it's just a couple different bridges all connected. Well, I guess it's a chorus. Anyway, California yeah, Board and Race, when he sings that, uh, at this performance, he was on point. But you could tell sometimes when he's singing that, uh, and, you know, having seen the tour a couple times, I could hear it. That's got to be a strain on his voice, because that's a high yeah. note. It's still in his range, and he can hit it, but, like, it's... I think You we can talk tell about it's that. exhausting. I think we talk about that during the, uh, the Help a Stranger episode. Oh, yeah. Or at least one of the episodes where we're talking about the tours that we saw. His voice is on point tonight. Oh, it's very good, yeah. The um, the woman in the, the overalls, I do applaud her. Jim obviously keeps directing towards her because she's a very yeah. bubbly... Uh, individual <laughs> dancing, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I'm forgetting that Jim Jarmusch directed this, and now I'm looking at all the camera movements, and it's really it does. This I think captures the spirit of this tour better than I've seen anything capture the spirit of this tour. It's nice to see it from a crowd's perspective. Yeah, frenetic, sweaty, lit in a very certain way. There's a gust got- of wind blowing on Patrick that you don't know where it came from. Uh, it's just, it makes you feel exhausted just watching the band do this song. Crazy. They're so good. Yeah. You you got to see them this close, too. I'm very jealous on this tour. This is an awful lot of, like, what it was like Yeah, seeing them this close in a room like this. Do you think they goosed the front row there? I don't know. I don't know. They, they pulled a letterman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they goose the person. audience. I don't know if they goose the the rows people. I like Jack's tour outfit for this tour. He's got the black T-shirt with the with the black long sleeve under it, and that hat. I mean, he's got the muttons in the hat. He's he's doing pretty right. consistently. I mean, the hat not so much on tour, but he had the hat for one of the boarding house reach shows i saw and i do miss the glasses i liked the sunglasses i'm sad to see them go yeah i mean they yeah i'm thinking particularly of that photo of him from that london gig where they allowed yes they couldn't control the phones you know so people got a bunch of pictures and he's doing like "Ah," with his finger (laughs) it's a good look it it fit the uh the aesthetic of the album though very very uh hip-hop rap centric I wonder what was underneath those Ray-Bans. <laughs> it's behind, behind my Ray-Bans. No, behind my Ray-Bans. So. Only child, only son. I like this I, song. It, it was a different feel live yeah or like it, it it changed the vibe of this show when when it came on i think i prefer it on the album myself i mean i don't hate any of their live versions of songs there's just some no. i i prefer as studio cuts and some i prefer as live cuts i think well, like, i prefer like this brendan one said a, in our interview uh you know some of his stuff is riff rock and you know sometimes i prefer the riff rock yeah yeah. And this is this is a a slow version or a slow uh, song, which is good. I like it. Uh, the the ending always got me though. I I liked the ending live with the solos and stuff. Yes, and this bit. Yeah, there. All right, there are parts. I'm all right. Maybe I'm convincing myself that I really am wrong. This song's great. <laughs> I think I just like see a Jack solo on an acoustic ish. Yeah instrument you see the beauty in everything without ever being you don't really get that a lot in rock music you know a lot of solos with acoustic you know. yeah i mean you don't get a lot of playing acoustic but i like this bit here the 
Yeah. So we see a lot of people in the front row and stuff just belting the lyrics. You see that? I mean, it was fresh on their minds. Yeah, I and that person at a show, I'm, I'm every lyric. All right, every yeah, that lyric. Is, that is a debate people have. Is do you, like, some people hate the people who sing, and some really? people. Really? Yeah. I like, people that. are like, why don't you let them sing? Stop How could you it, hear it? Up. How could you well, hear it? I don't it's know. It's so loud. I mean, I don't, any YouTube video that I've ever taken, you could hear me pretty clearly singing it, so I don't know. I think of the many embarrassing things I did at that Olivia Jean show, I think I sang every lyric. Good. I was very close to she the She deserves the ring. She deserves it. She deserves fans to sing every lyric. It's great. We were talking on a different podcast about Bruce Springsteen, how those are like church, because you have everybody singing yeah. the same lyric. But it's bigger than church because, well, it's like one of those mega churches that didn't close because of COVID nineteen. Without the coughing, you just get so many people singing at once. There is something kind of religious about it. You know, you think about like medieval times and what was like tricking, tricking uh, the, the the peasants into like uh, magic or uh, you know God or something, and. A bunch of people singing at once. They probably thought it was magic. It was some, some, and maybe it is. You know, maybe it is some kind of magic. I think it's it just is. a lot of people singing at once because they know the lyrics to the song. Yeah, it's There's, a weird human thing. I know that like humans clapping, it, synchronized clapping is like a very human thing. Like it's hard to do, and yet we can do it. Yeah, this is our most introspective episode ever. Yeah, no, we're really getting into science and what we think we talked about, or I think we read one time somewhere. In this a is paper. a strange energy. <laughs> There's a strange energy to this. But it's the song, it's the song. It makes you really contemplate. Look inside yourself. Paul, were you the prodigal son who came home to do his laundry? You're like, probably. <laughs> I don't know what prodigal means. It means like a dip. No sh- There's something less punk about it than the original. I mean, I think I like that. There's like that early punk that everybody praises. Like, I get it. It's the distilled essence of, you know, that anger and that spit and all that stuff. But I think I like a little polish on it. Sometimes. I like a little polish on it sometimes. At the very least, I like a good recording of it. I assure you we're open. A little what? bit of polish on that. Okay, thank you. Wow. Wow. Deep pull from the hit film Biodome. <laughs> what was Polly Shore up to? Uh, he's wandering around LA still not wearing a mask, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not seeing any. Is that one of the scarves? Or no? No, that's just the finger. Oh, in the in the uh, audience. I'm looking. I'm looking for the racket, the vault scarves. Right. I had mine on. I look like the world's most uninteresting gang member. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I worked for the Crayola Company. <laughs> That's how Paul rolls. <laughs> yeah. I did wear it out actually in the pandemic. The the Rack and Tours bandana. I wore it one time as a mask, and then, and then I said to myself, like, "What? Who am I wearing this for? <laughs> I don't want to get nasty coronavirus all over my Rack and Tours collectible." That and like, what you would be wearing it for is for somebody to go like, "Hey, Rack and Tours," and then that's a conversation, and then there's more virus. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> all it could bring you is more virus. <laughs> <laughs> like the worst gift of the Magi ever. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. So when uh, I love that bit. When Eleanor was very little, she danced to this song every time. <laughs> Loved it. 
It's the drums. Yeah, it's driving. It's a driving track. Oh, Little Jack's on those little, uh, those things. Yeah, there he is. I still don't know what those are. I feel like we even talked about it we, a few times. Yeah, we've come up with an answer and neither of us remember. <laughs> the, the Jack looks like he's playing some kind of keyboard, but it's a bass keyboard. It looks like he's, he's, he's playing whale teeth. It looks like baleen strips. <laughs> Paul's been watching a lot you? of Finding Dory. <laughs> did I tell you I held a whale's jaw last year? Um, Paul, what did you do to the poor whale? We went to Salt Lake City and, <laughs> and really my, sucker punched a whale. My aunt and uncle-in-law are marine biologists, and they kept they have a whale's jaw that they keep in the office. And they let me hold it, and the, the baleen felt like hair. It was strange. It just felt exactly like human hair. Huh. That's, so and that's, that's what, what Little did. Jack's playing, huh? <laughs> Is this going to be interesting to anyone? I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> I love that Dean is playing the extra guitar up there and doing the little solos. Like, he's doing solos. He's doing a lot of work. It's amazing. And yet, where's he on the album covers? <laughs> We've talked about that too, and I don't, I don't remember why Dean's not. It was like a biggest. pay thing, I think. It was like a, he's only on retainer; he's like a tour support. But he's also on the albums. That's weird. <laughs> I was telling Ariel about that. I'm like, yeah, the Raconteurs are also have this guy Dean Fertitta from Queens of the Stone Age because we were talking about Queens of the Stone Age but I'm like but they don't really he's not really a member but he's like on all the albums and he plays in the tour <laughs> she's like so he's a member? And I'm like no <laughs> she's like what does that mean? and I'm like I don't know um, oh that's cool is it all three of them doing it? Sounds like it. Or no, maybe maybe little Jack's well, just was... doing support. Oh, maybe. They don't do enough no, three part no, that's harmony. Him. That's just him. He's got a smooth voice and very smooth skin. The man doesn't age. I guess I like this arrangement on it, actually. We've heard so many arrangements on this song in particular that it's hard for me to say. Like, You know, I, 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 I'm on team Overalls Girl, and I know we've talked about how great <laughs> Overalls, Overalls Girl is. Yeah. However, if I were behind Overalls Girl, I think I would be very annoyed with the hand-waving overalls going on, girl. you know what I mean? Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been Overalls Girl. At least I have. I know I have. <laughs> you know, we were Overalls Girl at Madison Square Garden seeing Jack White solo to the that that couple that were just there to hear Seven Nation. Or was that? <laughs> artist, that no, that was uh, the White yeah, Stripes no. one. Never mind. No, no, that was. Because in the end, they that all cross-reference each other in some way. And the straight-up marketeers. For them, the value is temporary, and it can only be evaluated by money. The great poet William Blake said over 250 years ago, the evaluation of art by money is unacceptable. And in other words, don't let the get you. I mean, you're doing this for Spotify, Jim. <laughs> it's, that's the eternal argument, right? That's commercial art versus fine art. And both can be, both can be good. I mean, you have, yeah. it, commercial art uses money as a, as a, an installation, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's just about I mean, how you're presenting it. He does art house films, but those art houses still make money. Like, it's... I don't That's know. That's the contradiction. I don't know if there's a great answer for it. I like the spirit of what he's saying. Um, yes, I agree. But as somebody who works in commercial art, you know, there's there's a flip to <laughs> that, you know? 
Exactly. good that was oh. really great yeah created by spotify I'm, studios I'm, like, I'm thankful to uh, to get a documentary style thing yeah at this point because we got it sort of with um uh, we with got kneeling at the anthem kneeling at the anthem was yeah it was pretty documentary it's nice documentary than this. Like this actually had some background. And, Just searching uh, like the names here, just to see if there's any familiar faces. I don't. Not too many. Yeah, this was cool. This is a great. This is a great example of uh, an encapsulation of the energy of that tour. I'm happy we have this artifact of it because they don't do these types of things for every tour. You know, we, we got one for boarding house reach, I guess with the Lazaretto show, the, the, um, the Bonnaroo show is a pretty good capture of that. And then with blunderbuss, of course you have that Gary Oldman documentary. Mm-hmm. We don't really, I don't think we have one of them for the dead weather other than the Mayan TVT. I feel yeah, it did come with a DVD, but even that, not really like a documentary proper. And then going back further than that, you don't, you certainly don't get them for every tour. So I really do love that we have this for the racks. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, there was a yonder manager credited there, so that means people were pouched before right. going in. I want to see a documentary that shows that process also. Uh, before the show it's the pouching of the phones um, <laughs> the pouching of the phones <laughs> have you ever stood in one of the yonder corrals they put you in no uh, no I stood next to it because it was next to the bathrooms at uh, the boarding house show I, did, I went to in Cooper's Cooper's time. I Cooper's time. was in a yonder corral and I ran into a co-worker at uh, one of the Rack and Tours shows I saw <laughs> outside of the Greek in the yonder in the little yonder pen <laughs> <laughs> Everybody pointing and laughing, going, "You need your phones," and then well, I was then also stepping in and using the phones. Right. <laughs> I was I was expecting a call, so every time I felt my pocket just vibrate slightly, I'd r- run into the yonder pen. It's all fine. It worked out in the end. Yeah. Yeah, thank you everybody for joining us for this episode. I'm interested to hear what James does with this. Yeah, because, me too. Uh, it was quite an experiment. It's something. It's something for sure. Well, we'd like to thank some people before we head out here today. Yeah, so we'd like to thank our Patreon patrons. That's people who are supporting the show. For our Patreon patrons, we have the full commentary track available on our Patreon page. We'll mm-hmm. we have a special link there that you can that you can listen to. So if you'd like to become a patron, we are planning on doing exclusive episodes in the future. And, you know, we just want to say thank you for everybody who pitched in as this season draws to a close. This was our first season where we really gave the yonder, yonder. we really gave the pouches. Yeah. Everybody has to listen to yonder pouch. We really gave the Patreon thing a try and it took us by surprise. I think with, with how many people came out, and supported us especially the larger donations which were not only greatly appreciated but shocking you know i want everybody to know especially as we're going into this last couple bits of the season here that all the money is going back into the show in in one form or another and you know we're doing it to perpetuate making this thing for as long as we can and so uh, with that said i'd like to thank Shane Ben Jamson or the Shane boy we've always known. I'd like to thank Melissa Endress. You look pretty in your fancy Endress. Elizabeth Myers, that's the name we like. We like so nice. We named it twice. 
rolling in on a burning Myers or one eye, one blank stare, looking up Myers there. Brett, three, killed my Garski. Yvette Wilkins, Wilkins on Sunshine. Brenda Englehart, we want to be the boys to warm your Englehart. Kate McCoy, bones of the operation. Stu Cat, or Stu Driver. Julia Hickling, the $3 hat mig. We have Melinda Tay, Lord, send me an angel down. We have Joe shaking all over. Luke Sinclair, or Luke me over closely. Tam Davis, third person in spirit every week. Michael Brookfield, or Bone Brookfield, and Derek Forever Ferguson. Thank you so much. <laughs> To all of our Patreon patrons, we really, really appreciate it. It is, uh, it's great. We, it is. We love you. Thank you. We, we love you. Yes. We love you. I bring you love. It's bringing love. Don't let it get away. Break its legs. <laughs> and if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, you can search us on Patreon, or uh, there's going to be an ad bumper at the end of the show that'll kind of tell you how to do that. Anyway, if you'd also like to chat with us or talk with us or you know, just just be uh, be involved with the show. You can do so a number of ways. You can go to Facebook where we talk to people and chat people up. That's facebook.com slash third men. There's Twitter at third men cast. Or you could tumble on down with us. I gotta keep it the same. <laughs> Thirdmenpodcast.tumblr.com. You can go to our fancy schmancy website. Thanks to Josh Aiken. That's thirdmenpodcast.com. Just thirdmenpodcast.com. You could email us. You can send us listener questions or just say, hey, that's thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com. You could find us on Instagram where Paul posts photos relating to the episode at hand. It's really cool stuff. You can find us on Instagram there. At, that's at the thirdmen underscore podcast. You can find us on ACAST, which hosts our show. We love ACAST. We love them so much. ACAST, will you marry our show? Uh, and uh, you can find us there. Just search ACAST for the Third Men. Search Third Men on YouTube. Uh, it's youtube.com slash C slash the Third Men podcast, where I occasionally do some uh, visualizers or animations or fun stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to uh, rate and review our show. Uh, you could do so a number of ways, but an easy way to do it is to go to rate us dot thirdmenpodcast.com you just give us a five-star review if you could uh, work the words disdain in there uh, that would be a great way of drowning out the one person who hates us yeah and we haven't done this in a while if you'd like to pick up some show merch we do have a bunch of merch available on society six that's society com slash kaminsky family podcasts so society the number six dot com slash k-a-m-i-n-s-k-i family podcasts plural because we had to make that real complicated <laughs> you can get on their merchandise that james has made for the third men podcast featuring original art which is awesome you can also get some now hear this merch and some yesterday and today merch as well so check that out if you don't want to donate or if you would like to see something back for your monetary contribution to the third men podcast well then why don't you go ahead and buy some merch you know put it on yourself that's the that's society six's slogan put it on yourself yeah wrap yourselves in our show and i I mentioned it earlier but if you'd like to email us some lister questions please do so we've gotten a bunch so far uh which is great we could always use more because we do listener questions episodes and uh that would be uh, a fun thing to do before the season ends would be a nice little listener question episode, Paul. What do you think? Hmm. Hmm. And depending on how much you have to chop out of this episode, maybe we'll do some in this one. Who the Maybe. Knows? I don't know. Maybe. And as always, we'd like to thank Sam Kubert and Tom Valenti for the help in the recording of our theme song, We're the Third Minute, as well as Susanna Roundtree for the lovely intros and outros of our program. And James, until next mm. week, I'll be looking for a home on the roof, thinking about uh, how to jump off of it. <laughs> And I will be looking for a home in a documentary series doing the music for it uh, that no one asked me to do, but um, but I'm going to confirm that I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next one. Next one's going to be cool. Come back. Let's that sounded desperate. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Bye. Bye. For more information or to contact the show, visit thethirdmen.wordpress.com or email at thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at thirdmencast on Twitter and search The Third Men on Facebook. See you next time.
And, I feel like uh, there was yeah, times was... where we opened up and there was times where we closed. And so maybe you're right. Maybe we do just boil this thing down. <laughs> maybe it's, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's shut it down. Safer at home. Oh, you pizza sh**. I called somebody a pizza sh** today and I felt very proud of myself for it. <laughs> Good. You should. You pizza And I was like, hey, pizza And then we had like a moment. <laughs> like, but you're still a pizza But you're still a pizza There's a the same yawn break. Yeah, I didn't have a new one. Paul's really disappointing me here. I'm disappointed. At the third man underscore podcast. <clears throat> I think my voice broke there. Got braces on. He's yawning with braces. <laughs> Yawn brace. It's very good. I appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. I'm no longer disappointed in you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nobody mishear that, please. <laughs> Go to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Kubert and Tom Valenti. I'm trying to. I'm not trying so hard not to yell. I just did the picture of the kid. <laughs> so see what you can do. Like, it, I don't know. It was fun regardless. Like, yeah. Either way, I'm happy with it. And. Uh. <clears throat> Uh, let's see, intro. I gotta. I can't, that, there was no intro planned there. Um, why don't we? Why don't we do MST3K? Oh, no. oh yeah, no, that that works. Um, well, uh, you know, whatever that sound is, you can you can edit in the theme, and then. Oh hi, I'm a talking button. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Mike was like, "Did you? Were you guys drunk for the intro?" I was like, like no. "You had your chance to change the intros four years ago when you declined to join the podcast, Mike." <laughs> so get on, get on team weird intro or get the f- out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still, it's, you know, no, it hasn't gotten better. Yeah, head and shoulders, right? Um, I was gonna make an ortho pox joke like he had skin disease mm. um, so I was gonna do that I can hear all of my breathing and I fixate on <laughs> well, that's, it that's because I have a filter to up the breathing it's <laughs> <laughs> an essential feel Paul. I think it's just I think it's just the how do we do this? How do we right. do it? Well, first I'm gonna hit. Re- you gotta hit. Oh, I tried. Button. I clicked on the ad, <laughs> and I just bought four hundred dollars worth of Pro Tools. Oh God! <laughs> Thank you very much. It feels good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey. Thank you very much. It feels good. Thank you very much. I've pressed record a while ago. I don't know. Are you getting any of this? Let's go back to our song. Hey everybody, Paul here with a quick message for you. As James and I mentioned many times on the show, this podcast is 100% not-for-profit and a labor of our love for music. We pride ourselves in bringing you interesting, timely content as we have these past 100-plus episodes. Podcasting is, however, a weirdly expensive process, and we actually lose money on hosting, time, equipment, advertising, and all the other little things that we need to do to make these shows for you. So, to help break even on some expenses like those, James and I I have set up a Patreon account where you can, if you like, chip in a few bucks to help keep the lights on. It can be as much or as little as you can swing, and all donations are greatly appreciated. The last thing we want to do is hound anybody for cash, so just know that listening to our show is always payment enough. But if you would like to help us out, that would be amazing. All right, 
That's all from me. Remember, you can head to patreon.com slash thirdmenpodcast. And a huge thank you to everyone who's donated already. All right, everybody. I'll see you on the show. Kaminsky. You are all invited to join us on a magical mystery trip through the lives of the Beatles every week on the Yesterday and Today podcast. This show details the chronological journey of the world's most famous band using music, interviews, and rarities collected since the debut of John, Paul, George, and Ringo onto the world stage. We're a fan-made production, and we're available now on iTunes and wherever you find your podcasts. So sit back, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show.